0: All right. As we were worshiping, the the Lord was very clear to me and and it could be somebody that's watching online right now. But there's there's someone that you have done something that you're ashamed of and you are hiding from God and this is this is the word that God kept resounding as we were worshiping it. It was, Adam, where are you? And not that your name is Adam necessarily, but it's, the, it, it's a word that comes directly from Genesis when Adam and Eve, after they had eaten of the tree, they heard God in the cool of the day walking and they hid themselves and they were afraid. And then God came walking through the garden and he said, Adam, where are you? And they said, well, we're, we're hiding because we were afraid because we were naked. And God's answer to him was, who told you you were naked? And I would, the word that is for whoever today, it could be for you online right now, and that is, who told you you were naked? Who told you? God is not holding your sins against you. You're covered by the blood, and you don't have to hide yourself anymore. Confess it, forsake it, and be cleansed. You don't have to hide because you've been covered by the blood. That's the word for someone today. All right? So we have Mike Benson. Now, you just take that and you run with it, whoever it is. We have Mike here, and Mike is going to be going to Pakistan on Sunday. He's leaving for Pakistan. Him, Yago, Gruppen, who else? Robbie Dawkins. Robbie Dawkins. Okay. Our, our video okay. So six of you, yeah. six of them are going to Pakistan and that's, they're going behind enemy lines. Let me put it that way. So, so we're going to, if you would join with me and put your, extend your hands as a point of contact. They're going to be there for how many days? A week. you are going to be there in Pakistan for a week doing crusades. So father, we thank you for Mike the conquerors, for Robbie, for all those that are going. Father, we thank you for angels that are encamping round about them to deliver them, that you are making a way that 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 where there doesn't seem to be a way. You're paving the way. You're causing doors to open of their own accord, even like they opened in front of Peter after you released him from jail. Father, we thank you that you are at work even now preparing the hearts of thousands and thousands of people that will come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior, that you're making the way for thousands of people to be healed, thousands of people to receive the Holy Spirit, to receive forgiveness. Father, we thank you for the amazing things that you're going to do, and we thank you, Father, for absolute protection over every person there, that no weapon formed against them can prosper, and every tongue that rises against them in judgment, it's already condemned. So we thank you, Father, for a safe trip there, for a safe time there and a safe trip back home and we see it all we see them going there having an amazing time and we see them coming home safe we thank you father for watching over them and father having angels always around them in jesus name and everybody said amen Amen. thank you brother thank you woohoo what's up church
1: you already had some fun boy we're gonna have some fun tonight (laughs) i'm telling you uh yeah just to give you a little update um besides the pakistan trip uh we uh you know this covid stuff blessed are the flexible for they shall not be broken you know and we ain't gonna do no blockbuster thing here we're gonna stay ahead of the curve all right um so we Started a fire school of evangelism, but then the COVID thing hit and we had to take a pause. So our first fire school is going to be April 29th through May 3rd in Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, and then we're actually, we're going to be doing it on a semi-regular basis at our friend's church. Um, Paul Rosinski's uh, resonate out there in Nuevo. And our vision for that is to take the city. We want to take the whole city, so that involves training and equipping people, and then having them set up shop in their neighborhood, and it's just going to be crazy good, all right? So y'all can be praying for that. And then we also started last month the healing rooms, the Conqueror's healing rooms, and we've just been having miracle after miracle. I could stand here and tell you all kinds of stories all night, but I'm not going to because we got some business to take care of. You ready? All right. Tonight, I want to talk to you about how to witness. How to witness. Let me read you the definition of what a witness is, what, what the dictionary says. It says, an attestation of a fact or event, one that gives evidence, specifically one who testifies in a cause or before a judicial tribunal, one asked to be present at a transaction so as to be able to testify to its having taken place. One who has personal knowledge of something, something serving as evidence or proof, i.e., a sign. There's two biblical ways to witness proclamation and demonstration. And we see it in the life of Jesus that he proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and he demonstrated the gospel of the kingdom. We see it in the lives of the disciples. They proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and they demonstrated the life of the kingdom. It's every single believer's responsibility to be a witness to the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. You can't be a witness to something without operating in the power. Mm Mm-hmm. Matthew 24, 14, this is uh, in the New King James Version. It says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And this is it in the Passion Translation. Yet through it all, this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God, and after this, the end of, the, the end of this age will come. And um, John five thirty six from the lips of Jesus himself says, But I have a greater witness than John's, for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And this is it in the Passion Translation. But I can provide a more substantial proof of who I am that exceeds John's testimony, my miracles. These works which the Father destined for me to complete, they prove that the Father has sent me. Mm. I, I tell a lot of people, you can either tell people about Jesus or you can let the Jesus in you introduce himself. Trust me, he does a lot better job because he can do things that I can't do. He can do things that you can't do. The power in the gospel is in the doing of the gospel. It's not in the reading of the gospel. It's not in the hearing of the gospel. That's all good. That's all part of it. But the power is released when you do the gospel. Remember, the scripture says, be ye not hearers only, but doers. Right? Otherwise, you what? Deceive yourself. In the Western culture that we live in, in our Western church culture, we have been inoculated to the power of the gospel. We hear the stories, we hear it, we hear it, but we never see it demonstrated. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight we're going to have some activation. After you hear this word, guess what? You're accountable for it. Huh. You can't get up there one day and say, Jesus, I never knew. I never heard. No, that crazy guy, Mike Benson, preached it to you guys on Wednesday night. I remember. I was there. John 10, 25 says, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you don't believe me. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. In the Passion Translation, Jesus answered them, I have told you the truth already, and you did not believe me. The proof of who I am is revealed by all the miracles that I do in the name of my Father. If Jesus was from the United States, he'd be from Missouri, the show-me state. He puts his money where his mouth is. Acts 1.8, I'm going through some scripture here. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And finally, Acts four thirty three, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. If you are a born-again believer, you have the same power in you that raised Jesus from the dead. Okay? Now, I'm an evangelist. I didn't call myself to be an evangelist. He called me to be an evangelist. And I'm a bad mammer jammer at an evangelist. And I'm not saying that pridefully because he's the one that made me that way. And he doesn't make anything halfway. He makes things all the way, fullness and wholeness. But my job is not just to win souls. My job, as a matter of fact, is, is everybody in the five-fold ministry, is to train and equip the saints, that's you and me, to do the work of ministry. You hear that part? To do the work of ministry. You got all that Jesus inside of you, and he wants out. He wants out. And all it's going to take from you is a little bit of faith and a little bit of risk you got to put yourselves out there here's 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 two of the hindrances to witnessing here's what hinders most 99% of the time here's what hinders people from witnessing number 1 the way we see others and number 2 the way we see ourselves if you see yourself in your past if you see yourself in your flesh if you see yourself any other way than Jesus sees you it's illegal in the heavenly realm, it is illegal for you to look at yourself any other way than he looks at you. He sees you born again, blood washed. He sees you righteous. He sees you holy. He sees you see, see set apart and full of power. And you won't be able to see others if you can't see yourself the way God sees you. In order, you can't export what you don't first import, all right? You got to import it to export it. Now, when I, I've told you this story, and for time's sake, I'm not going to go over it again, but I got my, I got rocked. I went to a power and love conference, and the Lord had a word for me, and he rocked me. He woke me up out of my sleep, and I got addicted to being the gospel, I've been a preacher of the gospel for a little over 15 years, but now I'm addicted to being the gospel everywhere I go. Um, you know, we uh, at our uh, our healing rooms we have a we have a team of 13 people. Five of them are prophets. No, four of them are prophets, and one of them's a prophet in training. And let me tell you, whew, they are so spot on. A client before they'll come in, huh, they'll. Three of the prophets, from some of them are in different cities. They'll send in words, and they'll be right on the money. We'll just read the word to the person. The person will break down crying. Jesus shows up. It's really cool. But we do that in the grocery store, too. Every week, we go out. We call it ambush evangelism. We go to the mall. So if you ever want to see some action going on, just go to, uh, what is that? Um, Rivertown, yeah, Rivertown Mall. Sometimes we'll go to another one. And we just go in there, and we just unleash on people. Now, we can tell people about Jesus or we can let Jesus introduce himself, like I said in the beginning, right? So what hinders us from doing that? I I guarantee you, I know what it is. Anything that starts with the word I, (laughs) that's the first indication. Whenever you start off any thought process with I, you're already in trouble because it ain't about you. It's about who's in you. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, and I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Christ is the anointed one, the anointing. You have an anointing from the Holy One inside of you if you are a born-again believer. That anointing was put inside of you, and that anointing can come on you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That anointing on you is not for you to get goosebumps during worship service. It's not for you to get good feelings while you're hearing the word. It's for you to be the gospel. It's for activation of power so that you can destroy the works of the devil. Because these people in our nation, I'm going to tell you what, okay. (laughs) Our nation right now is in turmoil. There's a full court press right now to take the soul of this nation. And you know whose fault it is? It's the church's fault. It's not the government's fault because they don't have the authority and they don't have the power. The church has the authority and the power. Jesus said, all authority have I given unto you. We are seated in the, at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus, far above all power, principality, and might and dominion. So if, somebody, if something's going wrong at my house, who's in charge? Who's responsible? Me. Right? This nation is our responsibility. Our responsibility, the church's responsibility, the believers. And I'm not talking about the four walls in the building. That's all good. I'm talking about the church, the ecclesia, the body of Christ. Because we've been sitting around singing songs and listening to preaching and stuff, but we haven't been going out there and doing anything. And we can't do it alone. We need all of your help too. So I'm here to recruit some of you. (laughs) You ready to sign up? (laughs) All right. Um, We have to see ourselves as redeemed in order to bring redemption to others. At 7:35, I'm going to release people to go get their kids, but you can come back. Right now, who in here has back pain? Stand up. You yeah, have back pain. Pain in your back? Stand up. Pain in your back. All right. You young man, come on up here, will you? All right, up here. You stay standing right there. You, you, you guys stay standing right there. What's your name? Xavier. Xavier. How you doing, man? There's a verse of scripture that says, freely you've received, freely give. Okay? So you're back at a pain on a scale of 1 to ten, zero being none and 10 being the worst you've ever felt. Where 6? All right. Was it in the lower back? All right. Now, now, now notice. Remember I said we have all authority. Right? I'm not going to ask the Father or Jesus or the Holy Spirit to do something he's already done. He's already released everything to us. It's up to us to take the authority we've been given and exercise it. I'm going to exercise authority in Jesus' name, and his back is going to be healed, okay? You ready? Back, I command you in Jesus' name. To be healed right now, pain, leave right now, right now, yeah, more Jesus, yeah, more, more <laughs> check it where's the pain at where what number? Like a four. All right, let's pray again. Here's the other thing you don't do. You don't quit. You don't give up. (laughs) Back, line up with the way you were created in the name above every name, the name of Jesus right now. Yeah, more Jesus. You feel that? Oh, yeah. I think that's a lot looser. A lot is gone. Yeah, Yeah, that was good. Yeah, where's that now in the numbers? Two, three. Two, three. All right, one more time. Where's that on the scale? About a one, if that. Notice I didn't say anything that time. The scripture says you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Right? All right. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Be whole in Jesus' name. Doesn't even hurt. <laughs> Woo! All right, now hold on, hold on, Xavier. Oh, no, 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 no. Freely received, now you got to give, all right? All right, it's really easy, okay? Yep. I, prayed for ton- I, I prayed for four dead bodies, and none of them have got up yet, okay? So I'm working on that one. But you got, the only way you can uh, flex your spiritual muscle is to start somewhere, right? So you see that man right there and that lady right there? I want you to go. Yep, those two right there. I want you to go and I want you to do exactly what I just did on them. Go on. See you right behind the guy in the hat? The guy standing up right there. Oh, right there. Okay, okay. That couple right there. Go ahead. Uh, see, this this power is not just for the evangelist, the pastor, the prophet, the teacher. this is for every believer every believer the scripture says those who believe in my name they shall it didn't say anything about I will Jesus didn't say I will he said they shall they shall we have a part to play in this we have a free will we have a chooser there's only three powers how's it going back there how'd it go uh, is he is he good? Are you good? <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Who else had back pain? Who else had back pain? We go lay hands on that lady right there, Xavier. Go on. you, know, you, you just work. I'll preach. You work. Okay. All right. He said, they shall lay hands on the sick. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Yeah, that's you. There's three powers on the earth. The power of darkness, headed by Satan. The power of light, which is our Father God. And then there's our power, which is the power of our decisions, our choices. That's the only power we have. And our decisions, we put ourselves in alignment with one of those two powers. Our chooser, we either choose to align ourselves with Satan or align ourselves with God. How's she? Oh, what happened? she good? You good? All right, who else had back pain? I know a couple people back there. All right, you go get them back there, Xavier. Come on, man, you got to (laughs) work. Putting you to work right back over there. Don't worry, everybody's going to get an opportunity tonight. (laughs) Uh. So when you're a witness, I'm just going to give you some practical things, okay? I'm just going to give you some practical things on how to witness to people. Now, obviously, you don't want to go somewhere with a bullhorn and tell everybody they're going to die and go to hell if they don't give Jesus in their life, all right? Is that true? Yes. Is that a good approach? No. Scripture says, be cunning as a serpent, yet gentle as doves. People have to like you before they're going to listen to you. If you scream in their face and tell them they're going to go to hell if they don't repent, they're not going to like you very much. And you don't, you, you don't have to get a, a word from God. You don't have to have anything. All you got to do is I see a person. If I see a person, if they got a cast on or anything, if they're walking with a cane, I'll go up to them and say, hey, wow, what happened to your, what happened to your ankle? People love to tell you their story. They'll tell me, oh, I did this and this, and I says, man, that must really hurt, huh? Yeah. I says, hey, if you don't mind, if you'll let me, I'll I'll pray for it, and Jesus will heal you right now. Can I pray? And they're like, yeah. And you pray for them, and they're they're tripping. They're like, whoa. They're taking off the stuff, and they're walking around. I was coming out of Grand Valley one time, because that's where I work out at Grand Valley. And that, that, is my, that is my second sanctuary, I call it. That's where I'm shut down. When I'm in my sanctuary, I don't want to be disturbed. When I'm in the gym, I don't want to be disturbed. I'm just, you know. But look, being a witness is not a doctrinal thing. It's not a denominational thing. It's a nature thing. If you've got God in you, you've got his nature. You can't help but want to heal people. You can't help but want to help people because that's all he can do. He's so good. His goodness is overwhelming. So I'm in there, and I'm walking by, and this girl's walking like this, and she's got this thing on her knee. And I walk by her, and the Holy Spirit says, "Mm mm-hmm. I was like, oh, come on, God. I'm walking by, and they're going. I I turn around. I said, all right, all right. So I I use the same approach. I use it all the time. Hey, what happened? Oh, I uh, ripped my ACL and tore my meniscus. and. And uh, I said, hey, you know, don't be freaked out or anything, you know, because I'm talking to young people. Don't be freaked out, but if you let me pray for you, Jesus will heal your knee right now. Can I pray for you? And she put it out there. She said, sure. So I put my hands on there, and uh, I said, Jesus, thank you so much that you love this girl so much, and you're going to demonstrate how much you love her right now by healing her knee. And I just held my hands there, and, she, and I said, what's going on? And she says, it's getting really hot. I said, oh, yeah, I know what that is. I asked her the pain stuff. I took my hands off, and she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my. And her two friends are standing there crying, right? They're just crying. And she's walking around like this. She took her thing off. She says, man, I'm going. And, and her friends are like, you don't understand. She's like the head of our volleyball team, and we were going to some big tournament or something, and she wasn't going to be able to play. She's like, I'm playing now. I'm playing now. I'm playing. You see, we, don't, we have responsibility, believers. We do. We have responsibility. Our disobedience is somebody else's downfall. I'm telling you. Uh, another time, I was going to Grand Valley, like I do in the mornings, and this construction crew, I see them setting up. They're getting all set up, you know. And... Uh, and I see this big guy, he gets out and he's got a chain around his neck. And instantly I heard this word, he's going to commit suicide. Boom. And I drove past him and this is what I did. In my head, I, I figured, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, which is, by the way, our number one enemy. And I says, all right, he's setting up to do construction. I'm going to roll out, get me a workout. I'm going to hit him up on the way back. Right? No problem. No problem. So I go get my workout. I'm coming back, I pull up to the construction site and I get out. And I'm not finding him. I'm going around, there's this guy in this big earth mover, and I'm like, hey, and he's like, yeah, I'm looking for this guy. And I'm describing him. No, I ain't seen him. No. Couldn't find him anywhere. And man, I was I I <clears throat> I was not feeling good on the way home. Matter of fact, I was crying my eyes out. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Lord, forgive me, and and all that. And and he says, <clears throat> your obedience, somebody's life may depend on it. So we're going to do an activation service in a little bit. Okay, first we're going to get everybody healed in here first. Okay? But I, I want you to know, I want, I want you to take it serious. Okay? Now it doesn't mean that you know if you win somebody to the Lord that you're an evangelist, it doesn't mean that. Okay? You when I when I minister to people, they don't know I'm an evangelist, they could care less. They know me as some strange dude with a bald head and big burly dude coming up there wanting to lay my hands on him. Alright? How, how'd it go? Good? You guys good? <laughs> Now, was that hard? He said, no. <laughs> no, it's not hard because it's not up to you. We're not responsible for the results. We're responsible for the obedience. That's the only responsible we, responsibility we have. The more you hear this word and you don't do it, the more you get inoculated to it and you get religious. Oh, yeah, Jesus will heal. Oh, I, I, I need yeah. mm. Oh, do you believe he's a healer? Put your money where your mouth is. Mm. I want you to meditate and ponder this in your heart. Because you're going to have an opportunity at the end of the service to get up here and get activated. And all that is, is I'm simply going to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit to awaken something he placed in you when you got born again. Okay? And listen. To flow in the Holy Spirit is easy. If you are willing and hungry. All you need to, that's all you need to have. I am addicted to winning souls. I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to seeing people's lives change. What lights my world is to see somebody's countenance go from here to here. I can't get enough of it. I'm hungry for it. I want more. And the more I do it, the more I want. The more I want. I'm not, I'm not, ha- I'm not settling for where I'm at. I'm going wherever he's going to, as far as I'm able to go while I'm on this earth, I'm going. So you as a believer, you are responsible. You're supposed to win the lost. You're supposed to heal the sick. You're supposed to do all that stuff. Now, some of you in here may be called to an office, but that's not up to me. That's not up to any pastor. That's up to him. Hmm. he's the only one who can set you in there and he's he's the one that calls each of us. So I don't want anybody to get any misunderstandings like that. Or if you heal somebody, oh, I got a healing ministry. Yeah, you got a healing ministry every time you wake up in the morning. Yeah, everybody does. You got a healing ministry because you got the healer inside of you. He's in you. Jesus, you know, People ask me why you like working out? I'll, Jesus is in me. I want to give move, room to move around. <laughs> he got to get he's got I am going to get him cramped up in there. You know people that I don't know. You are environments that I'm not in. God wants to affect everybody around you. You want to talk about super spreader? Jesus is a super spreader. He's a super spreader. He ain't spreading no virus. He's spreading heaven, and he's doing it through us. Um, Right ankle, right ankle pain. Somebody right ankle hurt? Come on up here. Pastor Daniel, give him a hand.
2: Okay. And So it gives me grief.
1: All right. You tired of having it give you grief? Yep. All right. Where's that pain at on a scale of 1 to 10?
2: Depends on the moment. Right now it's not too bad, but if I, if I do much the next day, it doesn't want to bend.
1: Okay. <clears throat> mm. Ankle. Ankle. <laughs> I command you right now in the name of Jesus to be made new operate the way you were designed to no defect more jesus more yeah more jesus more
2: it's working <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is there any improvement? Is it what?:
2: It's hard to say. I could go bounce on a tramp today and tell you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: All right, we'll tell me tomorrow. We'll do. All right. That brings up another point. Thank you, Daniel. That brings up another point. <clears throat> the scripture says, "You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. When you lay hands on somebody and they don't get healed, don't say they didn't get healed. You don't know that. That's just you're thinking about you. You want to make sure you don't look embarrassed or something like that. I've laid hands on several people. You know what I do when there's when I, I either do this, I pray, I command it, and then I ask Jesus to help me if I'm getting stuck somewhere, and then I'll bind a spirit of infirmity. And if that don't do it, I'm say I don't know what to tell you, dude. I go to the next person. They come back a couple days later, the next service, say, Hey, yeah, when I went home, I woke up the next morning and I was totally healed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's not supposed to be every single time it's instantaneous. It says they shall recover. They shall be healed. It doesn't give a time on it. All right. Oh, yeah, I told you guys this.
2: So how are you guys doing? Come on, hey my man hey he just he just brings the heat it's funny today we were praying before service we were like okay god what do you want to do today and god showed me this picture of this hammer hitting the iron and what he's telling me was that he's going to stretch people today and i'm i'm not surprised at all that this was the message and so uh before we continue, I just want to say officially, we're going to release you guys. If you guys, are, if you guys have to go take off, by all means, please take off. But we're going to continue this message. We're going to continue, uh, you know, what God's going to do tonight. And at the activation, you guys are released officially. Come back next week. Those of you who are new, thank you so much for taking the time to join us tonight. We're pumped. We're excited. God's doing something big in this church. And we want to welcome you to that. Um, and then next, I want to say, is our offering. Guys, we have three ways for you to partner with us. You can go online, go to reslife.org give. You can text 77977 resgive And then you can also give cash or check in the box in the concourse there. But without further ado, I want to continue this. If you guys need prayer at the end of service, let us know. Uh, we have people in here who are willing to pray with you. I, I guarantee you Mike's willing to pray with you as well. But with that being said, Mike, come on. All right. Who's got pain in their body? Come on up here.
1: If you got pain anywhere in your body, come on up here. Boom, boom, boom. All right, all right. If you could come up a little bit further there, a little bit further. Oh, you don't have to come all the way up the stage, but it's okay. All right. All right. All right. Where's where's your where's the pain? Right arch and right leg. Where's yours? Your whole lower body, okay? Your right hip. Okay? Arthritis hands, okay. Now, whenever you pray for anybody, the first thing you have to do is ask them permission before you lay your hands on them, okay? I don't just walk up there and lay my hands on people. I ask them, hey, is it okay if I lay my hand here? Now, if it's a lady such as herself and she says it's on her hip, I'm probably gonna put my hand above her hip. You don't have to be right on there. I'm not gonna touch anybody inappropriately either, okay? Don't do that, that's weird, all right? And it doesn't represent Jesus right. I can put my hand on her head. It doesn't really matter where I touch her. The point of contact is is something for her faith, okay, if she's a believer. If she's not a believer, it doesn't matter. And you got to ask them questions, too, like, you know, uh, did you have an injury? What did the doctor say? And if the doctors are saying stuff like, well, we can't figure it out, they can't figure it out, I guarantee you 99% of the time it's a spirit You'll pray for that. The pain will move from that area to another area. That's a real indication that you got a spirit of infirmity, and then you got to dig down and get to the root of that thing. Okay? Everybody got that? Um. <laughs> this like... Planters fasciitis, okay? Can you sit down right there yes. real quick? You guys watch this cuz you guys are going to All right, let me see your feet. I did. It. Oh my word, look at that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Stand up.
2: Stand up. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Woo, thank
1: you, Jesus. See? That was easy, right? I didn't have to go long. I didn't have to say, Lord, if it be your will, oh man, come. No, I just, leg, like, come out. Because I have authority and you have authority. Okay, you ready? You just received a real good healing there, all right? You ready to give some? Okay, your whole lower body? Okay. I want you to place your hands on his shoulders and command the pain to leave. Let me let me ask you. Where's your pain at on a scale of one to ten before she prayed? Probably eight. Where is it at? Probably a six. Probably a six. So I went from eight to a six. Right? That's good. That's good for both of you. All right, do it again. (laughs) About a four now. Right? So we went from an eight to a six to a four. Hit it again. All right, all right. Okay, oh, no, no, no. It doesn't have anything to do with that. All right. what? Now watch this. Now here we go. Spirit of infirmity, I break your power in the name of Jesus right now. Broken, right now. Get off them. Hmm, yeah, get them, Jesus. <laughs> you feel that? Something's moving, yep. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. About a two. Now you lay hands and finish it off, the spirit of infirmity. Tell it to go in Jesus. not noticeable at all yeah, well, no i mean i know that there's still a little pain there, but... Okay all right
0: you're, you're with who's had pain long...
1: how long have you had this pain ever since i had my sugar diabetes and all that kind of stuff so how how many years 20 20 years with pain 20 years with pain has it ever felt like this in 20 years
0: i always sleeping then. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, but I'm always sleeping then.
1: Huh. Uh. Well, brother, when you wake up in the morning, you won't even feel it there anymore. All right? Now. All right.
2: Your hip. I feel
1: like as you guys were praying, I felt like it left. <laughs> <laughs> that happens sometimes. That does happen. It's called overflow. You got to fill yourself up every day. Now, 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 that sounds funny, doesn't it? Jesus is in you already. How do you fill it up? It's not, in, it's not filling up with more of him. It's being more aware of his presence. And you can't be more aware of his presence unless you spend time focused on him. That's what I mean by getting filled up in the morning. You got to spend time with him. You got to be intimacy is the key to power. Okay? So you're, you're good. she got the overflow all right you thank you for being patient yes I do yeah she's ready to go see it's addicting oh okay come on come on sit right there all right all right you ready all right get her legs out there you push yeah. her, yeah. You see that? Leg, I command you to come out right now in Jesus' name. Hip, I command you to release right now in Jesus' name. There you go. This is gonna come. Oh yeah. Thank you, God. We just crazy that this it's moving. In Jesus name. <laughs> come out now, fully in yep. Jesus' name. There you go. Perfect. In Jesus' name, nothing <laughs> missing. Nothing. You feel missing. that? I think they are. Yep. Yeah. Check them. Put them together. Look at that. Woo! <laughs> Does that feel different? <laughs> Stand up. <Hannah? laughs> how's your hip? <laughs> <laughs> your hip? How's, how's your hip? It's gone. <laughs> 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 Woo! Where, where where did you start off at? You started off at a ten? And it went from a ten to a four. Uh, she's happy. All right, brain one more. Come on, bring another one. Is it gone? Bernie. Yeah. Bur- Bernie. heart does good like a medicine a broken spirit. So we just got to pray for her for a heart for a spirit of joy. Yes. 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 Thank you, ah, in Jesus' name, yeah. Uh, you guys can be seated. You guys can be seated.
2: <laughs> huh?
1: She just wanted to know when we go to the mall. <laughs> she wants to join. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now see what Bernie Bernie just got was a word of uh, word of knowledge. He got he got a word from the Lord. The Holy Spirit led him to a scripture and said that there was an issue with joy and that that working, that's that's a word of knowledge. That's my second favorite. No, it's probably my first favorite gift to operate in. Healing is really cool, but people can go, oh, you know, they can they can they can make all kinds of mental assumptions and and put it behind but when you tell them something that they know that you didn't know then they got no no excuse or nothing for that (laughs) like one time I went to this party with uh one of my one of my partners and uh it it was a it was a it was a pretty fancy soiree all right and uh there's this dude there he's like life of the party real successful guy multi-gazillionaire he just Like, you know, you look at him on the outside, all appearances, dude's got everything going. And I heard the word of the Lord came to me and says, tell him not to commit suicide. Now, instantly there was a battle between this and this. Because I knew I had heard his voice. I knew it was the Lord, right? But up here, all my looks, all my understanding, my uh, uh, survey of the environment... Based on my own understanding, was at war with the Holy Spirit. My understanding was at war. That is where you're going to have the most opposition is from your own understanding. So, but, you know, I had come along. I I had moved up a little bit. He was faithful over little will be put over much. And you go up as far as you're willing to risk. That's it. If you're willing to risk, if you don't care, I mean, then then there's there's no limits to where you can go. So I went up to the guy and uh, I said, hey, I said, this may sound really crazy to you, but the Lord told me to tell you not to kill yourself. He looked at me. He grabbed me. He says, come on. He took me in the kitchen and he was holding back tears. He's one of these guys that likes to look all put together. He's, he says, you don't understand. You don't understand. I had a gun. I had the bullet, everything. I was going to do it. And I said, Lord, you got to show me that you're real if you don't want me to do this. Woo And then he said, "Keep this confidential." I said, "Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not going to tell nobody. Don't worry. But do you, do you see, God is in you. He's in you. If you're born again, you've got all the goods. OK? You've got the potential to operate in all of it if you're willing and you make yourself available. Because he's the one. He's, he's the one that flows. Now, trust me, the scripture says the harvest is plentiful, but the harvest, harvesters are few, right? And he. so if you ask him for something, if you ask him, if you hunger and desire after him, he's not going to say, no, that's not for you. I didn't call you to that. He's going to flow through you because his heart is to reach as many people as he can. And if you listen with your ear of your heart and obey, That's where miracles happen.